0: Ayo, ladies. Ayo, gentlemen. Ayo to the fellas, the fellas, the fellas. If you're watching on YouTube right now, give me a hands up in the air. Throw them up there right now. You can see right now we're in the wilderness. We're in the zen. We're in the peace as we start off. So these salaries are usually supposed to come out on Sunday night. I'm assuming the game's being canceled, pushed back and stuff. made them not come out until Tuesday afternoon. So we're doing the first look a little bit later on, right? And it's decent because I have projections for it, but we'll have the deeper dive with all the players matchups and all these other types of offensive line grades. That'll be Friday's final picks. This is going to be the first look best picks video on Wednesday instead of normally on Monday because of the fact that, you know, everything got pushed back. So don't worry, everybody. I didn't forget about you. We're here. We're going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end early on right now, how I'm feeling, how I'm going to be going about it. Uh, kind of a GPP build, but I'll talk on some cash plays. I do have all cash rankings. I do have all cash projections as well as GPP rankings and projections linked down below. The projections will be the same. The rankings will be different. And that's just a little bit of a sprinkle, just a little bit of a sprinkle of what's offered on below on the Patreon down below. You should go ahead, sign up because the informed you are the better chance that you have at winning right now currently having my best nfl season in the past five years so far. A lot of that due to week four, big week four, week five, not so great when Dak Prescott's in 50% of my lineups or so, and he goes out at halftime. So not the greatest, but the showdown slates on Monday and Tuesday were pretty fun. But all that said, hit the like button for me, hit the big old subscribe button. And if you're brand new here, if you're just finding this and you like the vibe sometime during the video, comment down below that you just found me. I want to see how many people are just continuing to find me. This video is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. It's really simple. Monkey Knife Fight is a player prop site and sports betting is continuing to blow up. Check out my other channel, Big Energy Sports, just launched yesterday and put my first video up on there. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be all sports betting content, looking to curate some other creators on there as well. But sports betting's blowing up. You can play not only more or less receiving yards and things like that, but they have a ton of different fun prop games, touchdown scoring, a bunch of different combinations from the same game for props. It's a really fun way to have a sweat into a game. And they're going to give you the people who watch this and listen on the podcast as well. A hundred percent deposit match up to $50 rooskies. If you use the promo code vetri, that is my last name. Simple to find it on any of my channels, V E T R I even simpler. If I spell it out for you right there, you will get a hundred percent deposit match up to $50 using that promo code. You want to put just 20 bucks in, try it out. Bang, you got 20. Are you a heavy hitter? Are you a head honcho? You want to be playing player props all season long? 50 bucks in, now bam, they match you. You got $100 in your account. Stop losing the free money because you're just giving up. You're going to deposit anyways, right? You're going to deposit three months from now and say, Sal, say, can I have that promo? I'm going to say, no, sorry. Like, I wish I could give it to you, but I don't own the company. And they told me the promotion's over. So this promotion can go away tomorrow. Take advantage of it today. Promo code VETRI, V E T R I. Get you that bonus linked down below. Let's start this bad boy off by going over right now into the quarterbacks. And again, these are kind of the early week stuff, but I would assume that I get a lot of what my ownership and tournaments will look like will probably at least look like this a little bit. We have to kind of wait on some injury news as well for some quarterbacks, a uh, COVID list stuff for. Cam Newton, but it looks like he's going to be going on three weeks. Normally it takes two. Again, everybody's body's different. So we'll get news as the week goes on, but Matt Ryan will start it off at $6,600. I really do like the 6k range. As you can see today, a lot of the yeses early on in the spreadsheet behind me look good, but I mean, Matt Ryan's really hard to pass up number two in this slate and pass attempts per game at 40.8 right now. And the big issue is he's just hasn't had Julio Jones. He's been playing without Julio. He's been playing with guys like Olmede, who did absolutely nothing last week. He's getting a little bit of help from Todd Gurley, but this is still an offense, a defense that's bad and an offense that needs to pass the ball to really succeed. You saw him rely heavily on Calvin Ridley last week, and it was good for. Him was good for. and was able to boost Matt Ryan's score up a little bit. Now he's still priced fairly. And look, let's not go crazy here. Minnesota's secondary is not good, but it is not as bad as it was after week one. We kind of get our preconceived notions after the first or second week of the season. They were ranked in the, yeah, like the bottom three after week one, the bottom five after week two. Now they're only ranked in the bottom 10, like their 20th overall and overall coverage instead of 28th or 29th. So it's still a bad coverage, but actually Atlanta's secondary is going to be worse in this game. It is a good game stacking situation. The total is 54 and a half as three and a half point underdogs for Matt Ryan. This is the spots that you just When you're looking, if you're talking about game theory and daily fantasy sports, you'll lick your chops. you have a quarterback with nearly a 26 implied team total as an underdog by just three points, a close underdog spread for quarterbacks with good team totals and a good pace spot in this game. One of the highest paces on the slate. It's going to look very good for Matt Ryan, who also throws over 40 times per game through five games so far this year. It will get even better if Julio Jones is in, and that's kind of going to be a big decision point for me. I'll still get Matt Ryan, but I'll get way more Matt Ryan if we have confidence. And they say that Julio Jones, after two weeks of kind of uh, re-injuring his hamstring and rehabbing it a little bit maybe he's healthy to go. And if we get good news on him and I can trust that injury, it's not going to quickly re-aggravate itself. Well, then Julio Jones is somebody that I'm fine getting into my lineups. I don't really feel too confident about that. Older receiver in his 30s, 31 years old, might take like a month to get over that hamstring injury. So again, we temper our expectations, but right now, Matt Ryan, all the signs and all game theory type stuff in terms of Vegas, the spread, the amount he's throwing looks very good in this matchup. Next up is Cam Newton and just track his status right now. We don't have a line for this game yet for against Denver. Denver's defense has looked very good. The reason you're not going to get a line is they don't know if Cam Newton's playing. They don't know if Stephon Gilsmore is playing. That's That's a lesser extent. They don't know if Drew Locke's playing. So both quarterbacks in the game, if they don't know if they're playing yet, Vegas is probably going to temper their expectations before setting line, but he's only sixty five hundred dollars He is averaging 0.81 fantasy points per attempt. Now he has a little bit of a smaller sample because he missed the one game and they also had a game rescheduled, but that's still pretty decent right now for Cam Newton. It's because of his rushing. Now, normally Lamar Jackson is blowing everybody out of the water, and he still does have a pretty nice overall 0.74 fantasy points per attempt. I might have said yards per attempt earlier for Newton, but fantasy points per attempt, it looks very good. Newton so far has only been fat sacked five times due to his rushing mobility, his adjusted line percentage looks very good and as of right now Cam Newton if we just scroll over a little bit averaging almost 12 rushing attempts a game and 50 yards per game both those numbers right now again a couple less games right now than Lamar Jackson both those numbers are leading Lamar Jackson and this slate for quarterbacks we get the mobile upside and he's still passing fine if Cam's in play I like him a lot it's harder to game stack like I like to game stack all my lineups for the most part harder to game stack it maybe just go to mini game stack of him and Edelman run it back with somebody on the opposite side of this one on Denver but even then the options don't look all that great next up is Gardner Minshew and he deserves to be expensive I mean he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. As of right now, and he's averaging 288 yards per game. That's going to come in right around top five, top six on this slate. Now he gets a Detroit Lions defense that has just been absolutely pitiful so far this year, allowing a lot of fantasy points to the position and just in general not getting a lot of pressure. While the adjusted sack percentage for the Jaguars is very good, just 5.5%. Not as good as New England's offensive line right now, but still pretty solid. And you also get the rushing upside for Garner. He's not doing it as much right now, but he is still averaging close to two fantasy points per game on the ground right now with over 17 rushing yards. And the other thing in this one, it kind of sets up almost like Exactly like Matt Ryan's situation where another 54 and a half overall game total. Garner Minshew, as it opens, is implied for 25 and a half points and is a three and a half point underdog against a bad Detroit defense. This is setting up exactly in those exact Vegas metrics for a quarterback. Very good, except he has a little bit of mobility. Now he doesn't have all the passing weapons that Matt Ryan would have if his passing weapons are all healthy, but he still does have DJ Shark. Levisca Chanel continues to come on, and Keelan Cole continues to be a sneaky weapon. So Garner Minshew for me, I don't think he's gonna pick up a lot of ownership this week. Not sure if I need to spend up for him in cash, especially if Cam Newton's gonna be healthy. He'll look like one of my better cash options at 6,500. Gardner Minshew definitely in play in GPPs for me. Next up, you start to get to these bigger totals, these bigger team totals. On the opposite side of that game, Matt Stafford. Hard to ignore it. It's not like they're an 8, 10 point favorite where they might lean on the run in the fourth quarter a little bit more. A 29 team total right now on the slate is tied for the highest on the slate. 54 and a half on the opposite side of this Jacksonville game. You're getting about 255 yards per game. Look, Kenny Galladay, he didn't have for the first couple of weeks of the season. That 254 yards per game is definitely gonna go up because of that. Danny is still sound in the slot. TJ Hawkinson still sound as he's continuing to develop more of a full-time role in this offense. Marvin Jones has been kind of a bust to this point, but maybe this is a get right spot. $6,300 is way too cheap for Matt Stafford. He is going to be a statue. You get no rushing upside. Matt Stafford so far this season is averaging as of right now, 11 yards per game rushing, which is probably more than you would actually think. But as of right now, these stacks look very good. Hawkinson and Galladay. Galladay just on his own. If you really want to bring it back with somebody else in a shark or a James Robinson on the opposite side, you can obviously go to the twin towers and Marvin Jones and, and Galladay as well. So that looks good. You next up, get to a team that I don't know if I'd ever see this type of a total. A 28 team implies total. They're eight and a half point favorites. They no longer have Le'Veon Bell on the opposite side of this game in the Jets, but Miami and Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's still only $5,900. I think I saw Levitan tweet something that in like Ryan Fitzpatrick's eight of his last 11 games, he's gone over 22 or 25 fantasy points, at least DraftKings points. He looks very good. Eight and a half point favorite. Is this the game where Miles Gaskin finally gets going? The Jets defensive line has not been that great this year, but they're not great in really any department. Secondary, crash rush is okay. If anything, at $5,900, Fitzpatrick is definitely in play for me. I mean, you're getting Devante Parker looking like the stud that he was last year. You continue to get at Mike Gusecki running routes, not really coming through as much the last couple of weeks, but he's a fair price point at the tight end position that is lacking a lot of options this week. Preston Williams got going a little bit. Isaiah Ford in the slot is not really a big GPP upside winning play. The price in the 3K range continuing to see like six to eight targets per game. Those look fine. So Ryan Fitzpatrick in cash games is in play for me based on the projection that I currently have him at. And I have my projections rankings. They're up right now on Patreon. You can go down below and check them out. Right now I have Ryan Fitzpatrick as my number two overall value playing the slate. Now that does not mean he automatically slides into cash. We have to add in not just the projection, but some human intuition factor in some other things the risk and all that type of stuff but he's looking very good and on super jeff not the sponsor of this show but if you want to go over there sal promo code sal sal 50 percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars that's a lot of money you can get just automatically deposit into your account on deposit bonus he's my number one super jeff play by about a point right now ryan fitzpatrick at the quarterback position that is so he's looking really good you next get into some of my maybes i'll just list them quickly lamar deshaun watson kirk cousins teddy bridgewater daniel jones daniel jones does look like a nice value play because he only got priced up to 5400 obviously was good last week against the bad Dallas defense. Now he gets a Washington secondary that continues to be, I think a little bit fraudulent, maybe a little bit suspect. I think overall, this defense is better on the season, but I don't think they're as good as what you're getting right now in terms of their coverage rating from pro football focus, thinking that they're borderline top five secondary. I'd say they're top half of the league. I think that may be a little bit fraudulent because of one or two players like the Landon Collins and Murray, who's having a better year, just outperforming a lot of other players at this point. So I think that Daniel Jones looks fine at 5,400. That's the lowest I'd go. He's the only guy in the 5k range that I currently have interest in. You can talk me maybe into Joe Burrow, but that Indy defense has looked pretty Stingy so far. They just got blown away by the Cleveland Browns. But I think just in general, from a secondary perspective, having a tournament winning score at the quarterback position might be a little bit difficult there. Eddie Bridgewater against Chicago, so I temper some expectations at Chicago right now. If you look at overall defensive ratings, is currently the number six overall defense. They bring pressure as well. Their secondary has been pretty stingy and pretty tough, even though they have a rookie and Jalen Johnson out there. Deshaun Watson is a fair price point of seven thousand dollars, more of a tournament play. Lamar Jackson is tough to get to this week. Like it's a pretty big drop-off. If Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and then nobody else in that 7K range, Lamar. There's no Mahomes. There's no Josh Allen. There are the other seven K quarterbacks on the slate, Russell Wilson, all that type of stuff. 7,700. Again, I'm going to try and prioritize him in cash. If I can, if Cam Newton's on the slate though, it's going to be really difficult to want to do that. Good matchup against Philly here and tournaments. I just never really get there. $7,700 for Lamar. You need the big rushing upside and he can get you there, right? But he's not doing it lately. the hundred yard rushing games aren't coming as they were last year in his MVP slash his Heisman type campaigns back in the day, because look, even if he throws a touchdown to Hollywood Brown, like he did last week and Mark Andrews, like he did last week, it's still not enough because of the price point that he's at. And and the overall volume of usually him only throwing like 20 times as over a touchdown favorite in this game. If you're only going to get like 25, even 30 attempts from Lamar, it's more time than not not enough for him to really pop off because of the price point that he's at. He doesn't go for the 300-yard games. He needs to get you there on the ground and then propel his other teammates up. So I usually would run him naked in a tournament if anything, and try and consider him in cash. But if you don't have the value, I would go elsewhere. Next up is the running back position, and this is going to be somewhat of a top-heavy week in terms of my interest up towards the top or end of it, but not all the way to the tippy top. Aaron Jones is somebody that I'll keep in play right now. Is the most expensive player on the. The slate that's actually healthy this week. No Dalvin Cook, it seems like, and no Christian McCaffrey. It still seems like if that changes during the week, we'll come back and we'll check on it. But it's tough to want to get to Aaron Jones against what is arguably and probably the number one run defense in the league in Tampa Bay. They can shut down Aaron Jones on the ground. Now he can still be involved as a pass catcher. But if Devontae Adams comes back, that kind of stingies and limits what Aaron Jones is likely going to do in the passing game in terms of a ceiling. It so becomes more of a touchdown dependent back. And I don't want to rely just on touchdowns for the most expensive running back on the slate that's actually going to be in play. Now he is a two and a half point favorite. His team does have a 28.25 team implied total. So those things do pan out for him still. So that's why he's not totally out of play for me. But my most expensive player that I like to go to is going to be Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry grades out fantastic for me. As of right now, my projections, Derrick Henry is my number one value play at the running back position. So there's a little peek behind the curtain. So you might be saying, Sal, he's not that cheap. No, value is point per dollar. How many fantasy points he's going to score for his price point? So that means I haven't projected for a lot of fantasy points. We don't yet have a line on this game, at least as of this morning. But even if they're going to be slight underdogs like they were last night, came out and had a big victory. Derrick Henry, I said it on the live stream last night, usually he's going to be touchdown dependent for you. Luckily, we got Two touchdowns last night. He usually will be because of his passing inroll Just one reception, I believe on two targets last night for six yards. As am I recording this, the game played on Tuesday night, but if he's going to continue to get fed, even when he sucks in these games, like last night, he, and he still sees 25 opportunities, right? It looks pretty good. Now he has a better matchup goes from the bills to Houston. So yeah, I'm going to like him at 7,300. He's just in line for so many opportunities. The guy's still averaging over 27 opportunities per game. It looks very good right now. His success rate on the season looks good. If you factor in right now, he's getting 25.25 opportunities per game. So 27.8 overall opportunities per game, 18 red zone touches. It's just too good to pass up at the price point. I think he's in playing both cash and GPPs. I don't think he's a lock by any means, but I do think that right now he's grading out very well for me. A lot of people might be hesitant on Alexander Madison. I probably say don't be. Look, right now he's facing a matchup in Atlanta. That's a very good spot. Atlanta's defense and their run defense has improved, or at least against running backs in general over the years. Right now they rank according to pro football focus though, 21st overall in run defense. So it's improved how they defend the running backs. Just not that great. Madison can also catch passes. So you saw him see 20 plus touches. Cook got hurt in the last game. They're saying he probably will miss week, Madison's now a three and a half point favorite on a team with a 29 implied total. $7,200 is expensive for a name that you're usually seeing in the five or 4K range as a backup. But if he is now going to take on the role of around 20 opportunities in this game in a positive spot, good matchup, all these types of things. Yeah, I'm going to be getting to Alexander Madison. His offensive line has been very good to him. He's only been stuffed on about 11% of his overall carries this year. So Madison is definitely in play for me. James Connor is there. So all these 7K guys look decent. James Conner against Cleveland. Cleveland's run defense has been very good this year. Just in general, that defense, both lines for Cleveland are looking very good. The run defense is borderline top 10 Top 12 in the league, depending on the sites that you look at. James Conner is going to be again another favorite on a 27 plus total at this point. He's averaging about 0.8 fantasy points per touch, which is slightly above average. So I probably don't get to James Conner as much unless he's lower owned. I prefer like Cook, which is not that much more expensive, probably even Madison. And then some of the guys below him. So some of these guys below him look very good and they looked very good last week, but now they're in tougher matchups. Mike Davis is looking like a top five, maybe even top three running back in the league right now. And that's not even going to be crazy. Like he's, he's on pace to average 150 targets. If he played a whole season, if McCaffrey never came back, Mike Davis now is those $7,000 it's a very difficult matchup, arguably the most difficult matchup on the slate. I can say that the Browns are up there. I can say that the Colts are up there, but this team in Chicago, maybe even Pittsburgh, this team in Chicago is going to be I would say the most difficult matchup on the slate for a running back is game flow independent. We already know that. And they're going to come in as favorites in this one, just a 23 and a half. It should be a slower paced game, but he's seeing right now 6.6 targets per game. That's factoring in week one where he obviously wasn't used as much. So he's seeing closer to like eight targets per game right now. You scroll over here, he's getting about 16 total opportunities per game over the last three weeks or so. It's been closer in the twenties. So Mike Davis is clearly in play for me in all formats, more expensive to kind of squeeze him into cash games now, especially if you want to play a Derrick Henry in cash this week, but tournaments, he's still in play. Look, if, he, if it's the week where he only sees 10 carries for like 40 yards, doesn't find the end zone, but he still catches like seven passes for 50 something yards and gets there. But that's fine for you, right? You're still getting 16, 17 fantasy points. I currently have him a little peek behind the curtain at some of the projections projected for 19 fantasy points still. So I'm going to be interested there. Kareem Hunt, another one we could talk about. Tough matchup against Pittsburgh, but we just saw Miles Sanders get in the end zone twice, have a big 74 yard touchdown against that Pittsburgh team. Kareem Hunt, we saw, I said it, uh, he was hurt last week. So when Nick Chubb two weeks ago, when Nick Chubb comes out and you see Dearness Johnson getting a lot of work, more carries and Kareem Hunt, he was hurt coming into that week. He was going to be limited. I said, I feel 90% positive that he's going to be the workhorse back in this offense. That's what they got him for. He goes out there. He sees 20 touches on the ground alone. So Kareem Hunt is more than uh, capable of being the workhorse back. They're going to be underdogs, but nothing crazy. Just three and a half point underdogs here. He's averaging 0.95 fantasy points overall per touch right now. If you're talking about anybody with a decent sample, only Aaron Jones is averaging more fantasy points per touch. I believe we can scroll a little bit to see if there's anybody else with a decent sample. DeAndre Swift doesn't have that big of a sample. neither does jk dobbins because they're mainly pass catchers with limited samples so yeah cream hunt right now is in terms of efficiency up there with aaron jones except he's cheaper than aaron jones i think he's going to be in a little bit of a better matchup than aaron jones and he doesn't have a number one receiver pulling all of his targets away like aaron jones is probably now going to have with Devontae adams returning $6,900 cream hunt definitely in play for me james robinson it's not as appealing his price point comes up $100 he continues to be involved in the passing game but he's going to be an underdog doesn't have the greatest total at about 25 and a half i prefer the passing game options here but if he's going to be low owned i'll go there because right now you're still getting like four and a half targets per game for him. If you factor in his overall attempts plus targets, his opportunity right now, 19 opportunities per game right now for James Robinson. That's hard to pass up, right? He's getting similar opportunities per game. than to Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis and these players, he's getting more opportunities per game than James Conner and he's cheaper. So you have to put him in this ballpark and he has a very good matchup now against Detroit. So I'm going to be getting there. You're getting red zone work as well out of him right now. He's seen on the season so far, James Robinson, about seven red zone touches. Kareem Hunt, 18 red zone touches. So another reason to like Kareem Hunt, I might even like him more than Mike Davis this week when it comes to G- Miles Miles sanders got going last week against pittsburgh now he goes to pittsburgh's bitter rival in baltimore another brutal matchup seven and a half point underdogs he's somebody that i would expect to be low on the game and if he is like two three percent owned i played him in my 777 lineup last week one of them and he ends up getting you there with 20 plus points two touchdowns because he's unowned if he's unowned again is where i'll pivot to him because of the passing game role but i probably won't go there too much because look you're getting still 5.8 pass attempts per game or targets per game when you factor that in with his overall attempts. he's still seeing around 21 opportunities per game that's good to see and when he's healthy he's still seeing red zone work so he's going to have to be in play especially because I'm projecting and assuming lower ownership. Jonathan Taylor will be in play for me. Eight point favorite with the 27 and a half team implied total. It's as simple as that, but you're only getting two and a half targets per game. When you factor that into his attempts. so you're getting about 18 overall opportunities per game, and he's getting all the red zone work right now in this offense. 17 red zone touches right now is top three on this slate for running backs. He's up there with Derrick Henry. He's up there with Kareem Hunt. So Jonathan Taylor over a touchdown favorite, just hard to ignore. I would say that he's probably going to pick up ownership, but if he doesn't, that's a mistake. Jonathan Taylor in this range of all $6,000 back, I would prefer him over right now. Sanders, this is assuming that We don't know ownership yet. We're going to know it soon, projecting that ownership. And then this can change. But if we're just not factoring in ownership, I'd prefer Jonathan Taylor to Sanders, Robinson, maybe Mike Davis. Kareem Hunt would be very close. I'd prefer them both to James Conner, though. And then I'd probably even prefer right now Jonathan Taylor to Alexander Madison. We get down a little bit more. Ronald Jones is here. Just track Leonard Fournette's status. If Fournette is going to be actually healthy and not just be declared active and then not play, then Ronald Jones takes a little bit of a hit because he's a two and a half point underdog. Still a nice spot. He's playing very well right now. He's over 100 yards in DR, which is overall above replacement how many yards you're getting. I believe that's tops on the slate. Only Kareem Hunt is going to be close to him. So he's the number one player in the running back position at defensive yards above replacement. He's tops right now. One of the top players, top two on the slate right now in overall success rate. So he's been a very efficient running back. And then David Montgomery is my final yes. I like David Montgomery a lot in this spot. We saw the pass catching role happen two weeks ago with some targets. Then he catches seven passes Kareem, a career high last week. Like you have to try and get the touchdowns out of him at this $5,800 price point. But if we can rely on just five targets a game, four or five targets a game, and like three to five receptions now per game, he becomes a lot more appealing. He's still getting all the red zone work. He's averaging current. Currently, 17 opportunities per game so david montgomery is somebody that i do feel fine going to the issue is when it gets all the red zone work it's just not getting a lot of it overall compared to other teams because this team just doesn't get into the red zone all that often now maybe with the carolina secondary that's not been that great maybe 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 you start to get there now the carolina run defense i should call out In terms of fantasy points, they're limiting fantasy points to their opposing running backs, but their run defense is actually bad. Like it's not a good run defense. It's not a good unit. It's a very young unit. So this is going to flip because they should be giving up more points to running backs. They're just not giving up touchdowns. They're giving up a lot of yardage on the ground. So it should be coming for David Montgomery at 5,800. Looks good. And then I have a lot of maybes at this point, right? Aaron Jones, Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Gaskin. David Johnson, which is just like a walking only 10 fantasy points at this point. Damian Harris is very interesting versus Denver, depending on if the if the Patriots have Cam Newton and we could rely on more of a running game, but he did not get any passing game work. But keep in mind that he had a lot of hype coming out of the preseason that his passing game role looked very good. So maybe it was just a one week thing where we didn't see any of that passing game role. But with James White and Burkhead there, it's hard to imagine he gets a lot of passing game work. Devontae Freeman, I never thought I would say it $4,900 is going to be in play for me as actually a favorite in this one. And then some really cheap options. So if we scroll down here, just some cheap options to point out. Don't know if I'll actually ever play them, but at least worth pointing out. Michael P. Ryan, they did cut. He's the rookie out there, right? Uh, they did cut Le'Veon Bell. So Frank or Michael P. Ryan, going to split the workload. He's the minimum price. I haven't projected for like seven fantasy points. Naeem Himes is the minimum price. Not being involved all that much. You're probably going to have to get there through the passing game. Also not being involved all that much there. Right now, Naeem Himes is currently seeing 4.2 targets per game and 5.2 carries. But if you're going to average close to 10 opportunities per game and you're at the minimum price with the half of that coming in the passing game, at least worth mentioning in a good matchup of Cincy. And then Duke Johnson is on here as well, who has been involved in the passing game at a close to 10 opportunities per game so far, but not getting much red zone usage, not getting much work on the ground at all as David Johnson is dominating there. So that's where I'm at with running backs. Let's move over to wide receivers. And as we get over to wide receivers, like button for me, big old subscribe. button. what are you waiting for On the free money? I might be gone tomorrow on monkey knife fights to go up get some player props in there. Sign up with the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I-A. Free money bonus up to $50. 100% deposit match. All the money you put in up to $50, they're going to give it right back to you, clear as day. 50 bucks in, they'll give you an extra 50. Now you got 100 in your account. So this could be gone tomorrow. Whenever they send me an email, I'm like, oh man, that sucks. So be sure to take advantage of it today. Wide receivers, if I have interest in their quarterbacks, I'll usually have interest in them in stacks, of course. Uh, One of them though, at the top, Devontae Adams is back. I don't have much interest right now in Aaron Rodgers. Now, as the week goes on, I think that game can shoot out. I don't know how good the Packers defense actually is. It's Borderline like top 12 right now. Haven't really faced too much of opponents. Like the Saints have been the best team without Michael Thomas. They got to face the Lions without Kenny Galladay. They got to face the Vikings week one before they started using Justin Jefferson, right? And a banged up Dalvin Cook. So I think this defense is fine. I think it's the top half of the league, but I think it's a little bit suspect. And then I also think that the Packs are going to have to throw against a bad Tampa secondary, or at least not a great Tampa secondary, because the Tampa's run defense is really good. And if Devontae Adams is back, I think that's going to help. Now I don't know who I want to also stack up this team with. I think that a Rodgers stack with a 28.25 team in flight in total is fine. As the week goes on, I'll probably find more interesting. Aaron Rodgers—he's just now expensive. So Devontae Adams MVS—those types of stacks look really good. Devontae Adams finally returning. He could have played in the last game, but they had a buy, so they held him out. And right now you have like a two-game sample. That's really like a game and a half sample before he got hurt. He has ten targets per game in that. Uh, he's gonna look fun. There's not much to say about Devontae Adams. He projects out as my highest projected wide receiver. So like how Derrick Henry is my highest projected running back right now. Uh, you're gonna get Devonte Adams as my highest projected receiver, and I'm gonna try and prioritize him in cash and see where we go from there. The issue is he's starting to become the price point, and this is another reason why I probably don't get a lot of Aaron Rodgers is because he's starting to become that Michael Thomas price point at receiver. He's 8K, not close to 9 or 10K like Thomas was last year a couple times, but at 8K, it's harder to squeeze that into your lineups. Adam Thielen versus Atlanta. Adam Thielen's hard to ignore, close to nine targets per game right now. He's averaging 48.4% of his team's air yards. That is, I believe, the highest number on this slate right now. And a good matchup against Atlanta that's ranking bottom eight in secondary. Adam Thielen grades that as a very good play, strong cash play, strong GBP play. Devontae Parker is a stud like he was last year and is continuing. Even battling a hamstring and a quad it was lower body injury for the first month of the season. He still put up full numbers and now he seems to be over that. Now they are eight and a half point favorites, but I still think you got implied for four touchdowns. You are still gonna have to score those through the air on most of them over an 80% catch rate right now. He's a fantastic contested catch guy, not getting a ton of separation, which maybe is a concern, but he's always kind of been his thing. He's not getting a lot of red zone usage, but he's just scoring from outside the red zone right now. So a lot of targets per game currently for Devante Parker came out of one game injured. So it's going to be skewed, but you can expect close to eight to 10 and nobody in this giant secondary to probably stop him. Kenny Galladay is back on the slate after being on bye week Again, we talked about Matt Stafford, high team total of 29. Kenny Galladay will be my number one priority already stacking option. We basically only seen Kenny Galladay for one game. So it's a small sample. He found the end zone. We know him to be good. There's nobody on Jacksonville. in My opinion, CJ Hernandez, I don't think is anywhere near as talented or developed at this point to stop Kenny Galladay. So I'm fine there. Jamison Crowder continues to just be an absolute force, 11 targets per game, 111 yards per game. I believe that's the number one overall number on the slate. There's no Hopkins on the slate. So yeah, right now Crowder is the number one wide receiver on the slate in terms of yards per game. He's like top two in terms of targets and he's only 6,100 and now he gets a Miami team. So they're going to have only 19 and a half implied team total but we're not used to Jamison Crowder scoring touchdowns anyway. So if you're going to tell me he catches nine passes for 80 yards, I'll take that at this price point of 6,100. I haven't projected for a whole lot of fantasy points. He looks like a very strong cash play at this price point and a good GPP play. DJ Moore finds a tough matchup. DJ Moore continues to see a lot of overall targets though. So he's in play for me at 5,900, more of a GPP thing. Tyler Boyd in play, even in a tough matchup against Indy out of the slot, he'll be in play. His quarterback throws the most per game right now, 41.4 attempts per game on this slate. So he'll be in play in both cash and GPPs. You're getting eight targets per game, an 80% catch rate. He's averaging over seven, Yards per game right now. I do like to see all of those numbers. AJ Brown came back in a pretty big way seven catches, over 80 yards, and a touchdown on Tuesday Night Football. Now gets a very nice match against Houston in his two games so far, averaging about eight and a half, nine targets per game, and he's getting right around 70 yards per game. So this is just a nice match right? There's nobody on Houston that can really limit him. The secondary is not going to be there, and we don't know the line yet, but I'm fine with AJ Brown at 5,600. He's clearly, clearly underpriced. He should probably be a $1,000 more expensive. I'm hoping Deontay Johnson is one healthy, and I'm hoping he goes under the radar. Claypool just blew up, so he's definitely going to earn more of a role, but I probably push out james washington more deontay johnson is still a very good player when he is healthy deontay johnson still sees a lot of targets per game his two games that he's been fully played in he averaged 23 targets the first two weeks of the season he's just left the last two games pretty early that he's actually started and played in so right now it's a very good matchup against cleveland he's giving up a lot of points to the wide receiver position he's getting a ton of separation still deontay johnson 3.4 yards of separation per play right now is one of the tops in the league so johnson at 4,900. dollars good cash play if he's healthy and you feel good about it he's left it the last two games so it's hard to do that but maybe it keeps his ownership lower in gbps my final yes jeff smith look he's three thousand dollars this is a concern maybe Perriman comes back so keep an eye on denzel mims the rookie and pairman if they don't come back again and it's a jeff smith show again i'm fine going there especially if joe flacco continues to start he doesn't look good jeff smith only had three catches in the last game this guy's averaging 10 targets per game through two games through two games he had double digit targets over double digit targets in that last game i think 11 he only brought in three of them he dropped the touchdown so jeff smith not that great of a player but he did look good in his first game on thursday night football and he got all of in the last game now he has a very good matchup against miami here so i don't think he's a slam dunk play but at three thousand dollars minimum price salary jeff smith he's definitely still in play i don't feel comfortable playing him in cash games by any means but i feel comfortable if he doesn't pick up a lot of ownership and he's not a chalky low value wide receiver like old Medid was last week then it would probably fade him but i do feel okay playing him in some gpp lineups now you get a lot of maybes from me as usual a lot of stacking option maybes like calvin ridley Allen robinson's a stacking option maybe it's gonna be a fine matchup he's always independent but now he's actually priced up so not as appealing mike evans is priced up if goblin does miss again we don't know what that's going to look like yet. So keep an eye on that. If Godwin wants to miss again, he looks a little bit better. He's nice option and just game stacks. Even if Godwin is him, will fuller's price up to 6,800 as he should be. So it's hard to really get there as much. Julio Jones is not priced up, but we don't know what to think of this hamstring. Even if he plays, I don't know how fully healthy he'll be, but just $6,700. Uh, DJ shark, Going to be my number one stacking priority. Him and LaVisca Chanel, Keelan Cole to an extent. It'll also be a run back option if you're playing those other stacks. And you can see right here, there's just a list of long names I'll kind of talk about more on the Friday show. But if you're saying, why don't you say this name? He's probably on the list as like a stacking option. T.Y. Hilton's getting cheap enough at 5K. He has been absolutely brutal. So is Philip Rivers. But 5K again, since he's like the last spot you could even attempt to play him in. I like both the Giants receivers because we have interest in Daniel Jones. So Darius Slayton, Golden Tate look fine. MVS is another stacking option for Green Bay if you want to go there. And then some cheap options I should at least talk about here. So outside of Jeff Smith, you do have minimum price right now. Darnell Mooney, who I don't really want to go to. It didn't look that great in the last primetime game against the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. But again, just three thousand dollars for a guy who's running like the second most snaps on the team. You have Isaiah Ford at thirty five hundred dollars. You have Inman at thirty six. These are guys seeing like five six targets a game. They can at least get you there somewhat. So not strong upside in them. Travis Fulmer now gets Baltimore, and maybe you'll get Alshon and Deshaun Jackson back. So he kind of looks like more than likely a no for me this week. Sean Watson stacks. If you don't want to go back to Brandon Cooks, so or you don't want to pay up for a Will Fuller or you want to get to one of them, the other option is Randall Cobb at forty four hundred. He's right now seeing just five targets per game but he has been very good in terms of his catch rate around 80%. So he's bringing in, you can rely on him for like four catches a game at this point. If you get a little bit of an upside game out of him, maybe he finds the end zone five, six catches. He's in play at 4,400 for me. Let's move over now to the tight end position as we finish up the first look. And again, I'll ask you real quickly, if you would hit the like and subscribe listening on the podcast, we just hit over 500 reviews. So I appreciate that a ton. Anytime you leave a review, you're entered into a raffle on the podcast, Stitcher for Android devices, Apple reviews or Apple Podcast for anybody with an iPhone to enter into a raffle for $50 giveaway. So the Salvatry show link down below and also check out my other YouTube channel, Big- energy sports. If you want to go over there and hit the subscribe button, I really do appreciate that. That'll be more of a sports betting content channel. And I'll be myself on there. i want to see maybe if some of my buddies, my, my real life buddies want to join in. I'll see if anybody else as well. And maybe if you're listening to this, you want to send me some samples via the email pinned up in my Twitter profile. So tight end, there's not a lot of good tight ends. Like Mark Andrews is on the slate. He usually doesn't project that good for me because if Mark Andrews isn't scoring a touchdown, more times than not, he's not getting you there. So Mark Andrews is in play, but I'm not going to be prioritizing him. I like Jonathan Smith. This was before the two touchdown game last night, but I said it before the game started. Like you're probably going to get like eight or nine targets out of AJ Brown, six, seven, eight out of John Smith. And then you're probably only going to have like another 10 targets to go around and it ended up being like 13 for the rest of the players. So clearly frame I don't want that, right? And I don't want these other players. John Smith seems locked into a role here, but he is priced up to 5,200. You're still getting close to seven targets per game. He's getting a ton of separation for a tight end, 3.8 yards of separation. It's him and Noah Fant to kind of lead on this slate in that category. Evan Ingram would be the next option. Nice to see him using, used in some of this trick player on special teams, using some end around plays. That's how he scored his touchdown. Nice matchup against Washington, lack of options make me want to go here at 6.4 overall targets per game so far and Evan Ingram right now grades out I believe as my number one overall value play at the tight end position I'll double check this but this does seem like a good week right now Evan Ingram is grading out as my top value play at the tight end position so I do like Evan Ingram a good amount and then the rest of these guys look very similar I mean Hayden Hurst and Eric Ebron look similar Ebron's cheaper so he looks like a better value for me they're both seeing about five five and a half targets per game you could also throw Austin Hooper in a tougher matchup into that bucket though of all these guys seeing very similar usage per game now guys who are more expensive that just look like the cheaper options like Evan Ingram Hayden Hurst Eric Ebron they look a lot like in my projections, Mike Gusecki, Noah Font, and TJ Hawkinson, but they're like. $500 to $1,000 cheaper and then even more in some situations. So you could even throw Austin Hooper into that category of like guys who right now are probably going to see close to five, five and a half targets. And these other guys like Gusecki right now and Noah Font and TJ Hawkinson are seeing like five and a half targets per game. So it's hard to want to go there. They obviously have a higher ceiling to them because of their skill sets, I believe. But that's only in some situations because I still think John New and Evan Ingram and Hayden Hurst are similar players. So it's just harder to want to prioritize those guys or get there as much as the cheaper options. We can keep listing Logan Thomas, but his quarterback stink. I think that he probably stinks. He's getting some targets, but he's not doing anything with them. Thirty-three hundred dollars. Same exact analysis can go for Chris Herndon. They're like the both de- dust bunnies at this point. Five thousand dollars. Zach Ertz. He's in play, but he's just looked brutal right now for me. He's probably not somebody that I even expect to get to. It'll Probably become a no by the end of the week. And then a couple of things I want to call out: Trey Burton, since he's returned, averaging five and a half targets per game. Just thirty-one hundred dollars against Cincinnati. He might become a yes for me on a team with a twenty-seven and a half total. He took over the starting tight end job pretty quickly, and that's how it's been going right now over Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox. So keep an eye on Trey Burton. And then two players that I think are very cheap: the minimum price. That if this was the week that he wanted to just punt tight end. And if if you got four or five fantasy points from them, you'd just be happy. You'd be like, okay, I'll take these fantasy points. Now I hope my other guys go off, but I at least got the punt all the way down to the bottom. So maybe I have some upside now. A couple of those names, Irv Smith Jr. 2,500 Minnesota against Atlanta. You have that 29 overall team total for Minnesota here. But also call out, don't know if I mentioned it, I do have interest in Kirk Cousins. Pretty easy to stack him up with some options there. Mainly Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson being the two. So the whole theory here is that you don't really care how many points you get, even if you get zero. People have won twice the Millie maker this year with zero points from a tight end. So you might as well just punt the position completely and maybe you get a couple of points. Irv Smith averaging three overall fantasy points per game. And Anthony Fersker averaging four fantasy points per game. Another game last night where he caught three passes. Fersker and all of his starts so far this year has had caught three passes in all three. Fersker's like the tight end too to John New, of course, but he's been running a lot, especially if Adam Humphries is out, he'll run some more routes like he did on Tuesday night. And even Corey Davis, just more weapons that they need. He's a number two pass catching tight end. And Irv Smith is right now the number two tight end or the 1A, 1B with Kyle Rudolph. Those are not guys that I think are fantastic. I think that they literally project out for me for like four or five fantasy points at most. It's just that they're so cheap. They allow you to get to the ceilings of some other expensive players. If you just wanted to punt the position and hey maybe they'll find the end zone so that's where we are at for our first look at the position by position breakdown thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to watch my content or listen to it if you would hit the like button for me one time it takes two seconds big old subscribe button pops up and let me know is this your first time you're seeing me if you watch the whole thing props to you i appreciate you pat yourself in the background of applause for all of you out there thank you so much and check out the sponsor of today's show monkey knife fight promo code vetri my last name v-e-t-r-i if you go over there and you use that promo code you will get an instant 100 deposit match on your money up to 50 dollars. you want to just put 10 dollars in bang they give you 10 back want to put 50 bucks in because you are a heavy hitter, a head honcho, a kingpin of the DFS and fantasy land and prop bettings. Bang, you got triple digits, $100 in your account. Check that all out. Link down below. Check out my projections, rankings, and everything I offer from a premium tools analysis standpoint. The more informed you are, the better your chances of winning. Otherwise, you're just dead money in these contests. Check out Patreon for all those projections, rankings, analysis, and a bunch of other stuff linked down below. You're all rocking, and I will see you in the next one.